Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun, getting along, and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. As of tonight, Monday night, March 13th, we have officially hit the final month of the Blackhawks season during the 2022-2023 campaign. Strange enough, but here we are, just one month left of Blackhawks hockey. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Jack Heinrich is our producer. We're going to be talking to defenseman Caleb Jones later on tonight after the 7.30 news. And as always, we give away pizza from Brew Pub Lots of Matza Pizza. I bring up the final month of the season because even though we are down to the home stretch of the regular season, this team continues to stay competitive, to just stay in a lot of these games. What have I told you, and there's no way to prove this, there's no way to even really determine it, it's, it's a subjective statement. The last bad loss that the Blackhawks had, I guess you could categorize it as the 4-1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. But let's remember, they traded Patrick Kane that day. So if you want to find the last loss prior to that, you have to go back to February 15th against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I Credit John Hansen, who was just on these airwaves, for bringing up the topic, because I was chatting with him before the show. But that game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and again, it was against the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are expected to have a nice little playoff run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe even a nice big playoff run. That was in the midst of the Hawks' trip up to Canada in the middle of February, after the All-Star break, not before the All-Star break, where they lost to Winnipeg, they got shut out in Montreal, they lose 5-2 to to Toronto, and then they finish the road trip in Ottawa. They're down two goals in the third period. They come back and win that game. They go on a five-game winning streak. They come back and beat Dallas in Dallas, maybe one of the best wins of the year. Then they beat the San Jose Sharks without Patrick Kane. And then a few days later, Patrick Kane is traded. Yes, they lose to the Anaheim Ducks, but they kept it a one-goal game bringing into the third period. They lost to Arizona 4-1. That was a rough game. That was a rough day. And I feel like the whole organization was shook after it had finally happened that Patrick Kane was traded. The next game was a home game against the Dallas Stars. That was the very last game before the trade deadline. Remember, Max Domi was unavailable but he was rumored to be traded to Dallas, but it wasn't official yet. So that was their first game without Max Domi available in terms of roster management. Then they take on the Nashville Predators, the first game with this new-look team without Patrick Kane, without Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe, and Jonathan Taves, too. It doesn't match up with the timeline, but still, they didn't have him. We'll get more on Jonathan Taves' update later. But that just kind of started a trend for this team, bringing the game to the final minutes. I mean, Nashville had the empty netter that sealed the deal. The Hawks stunned Ottawa after that, a 5-0 shutout. Then even the Detroit game, they're up 2-0. They coughed up the lead. But then they made it close in the third period. Detroit finishes it late in the game on a Dominic Kubelik goal. The Florida game, 
Once again, Hawks cough up a lead, but they're able to tie it in the final minute. Cole Gutman netting it in with a gritty play. We'll get on Cole Gutman's status as well. He's done for the year. But it's just this reoccurring theme. You keep seeing this team competitive and staying with tough opponents. And how? They're missing so many guys. There's a couple of factors. The biggest one is the coaching staff. We've talked about the coaching staff. I believe it's the biggest one. But we won't go too far into that because I do think that we've kind of hammered that topic as far as we could. Again, I think it's the biggest factor, but still. I want to talk about how the Hawks playing some stiffer competition might actually do them some favors in staying in these tight, tough games. How these last couple of road trips, forcing the team to bond with each other, might play a role. And even just the makeup of this roster right now, because you're either dealing with basically three categories. Guys who have been on this team, guys who are coming up to this team from Rockford, and guys who are coming to this team from elsewhere via the trade deadline. Or even just Kyle Davidson trying to pack this roster as best he can to finish out the year and help Rockford finish out the year, hoping for a long AHL playoff run. Because I think they all factor in. I think they all play a role in the Hawks playing these tough games. Now, they're taking on the Boston Bruins tomorrow. They're the best team in hockey. Quickest team to 50 wins. Quickest team to 100 points. They've already clinched a playoff spot. And yes, we have a month left of the regular season. It could be a rough game. The Hawks had a really tough game against Boston the last time they faced them. That was at the TD Garden. And I don't want to already jump to the FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show for tomorrow night, but I'd be interested to see what it looks like for the Hawks scoring first, because that's another trend that they've been hopping on lately. And maybe they can take advantage of some of these better teams that are not so much sleeping on the Hawks, because I think the head coaches on the other teams, DJ Smith of Ottawa, said the right things. We can't take this team for granted. Got a lot of guys fighting for a job. They know what they're doing. I don't think it's the other teams not being prepared. But I do think it's... Another variable that you can't prove plays a role in it as well. We got a lot to get to. Again, Caleb Jones joins us after the 7.30 news. We're giving away pizza, but more on this competitive Blackhawks team when we come back. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Unfortunately, I don't have the odds for you just yet of what kind of payout it would be to take the Hawks to score first tomorrow night against the Boston Bruins against the United Center. I'd imagine it'd still be a positive payout. I would imagine that with Boston being the best team in the NHL right now. The Hawks towards the bottom of the NHL standings. But again, it's it's kind of been the Hawks trend as of late, and especially against these good teams. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. We're talking to Caleb Jones after the 7.30 news, but we want to remind you that Blackhawks Live is sponsored by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet you get the Hawks play tomorrow at 7.30, the puck drop against the Boston Bruins. We'll have the pregame show at 7 o'clock right here on 720 WGN. And then the Hawks go on the road once again. They take on Nashville, Arizona, Colorado, Washington, Minnesota. I'm pretty sure that's the longest road trip of the year. And it's it's a long one to a lot of different places and just kind of going east and west. But it's uh, not the last road trip. The Hawks will have four road games after that. But we are coming to the final stretch of the regular season right now. And again, just looking ahead at that schedule, taking on Boston, already a playoff team. Nashville, probably not making the playoffs, but still on the bubble. Arizona, no. 
Colorado, yes. And then Washington is also a team kind of on the outskirts. Minnesota looking for a playoff run. So once again, this Hawks team is going to be tested. But they've done a great job of staying competitive against a lot of good teams. And I brought up the stat just a moment ago. Since the Blackhawks, I'm calling it their last bad loss. And again, there's there's no way to to define that. There's no way to prove it. But they fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 on the road. Since then, they're 6-6-1. Six, six so of those seven non-wins, they've kept the game within one goal in the final minutes in five of them. So of the 11 of the last 13 games, the Hawks have either won or they've kept it within one goal for the final minutes in all but two of them. Now that statistic right there tells me that's a good team. That's a team that should be fighting for the playoffs, but it's not the case. And we've hammered it as well, how transparent the Hawks are, that this is a rebuild, this is the first year of a rebuild. What they're doing right now is very difficult to do. It's difficult to see the value in losses, but also play pretty well and make these games pretty close and pretty fun, right? I think that's the biggest part of it. It's It's been a really fun time at the United Center, even if they're not coming away with wins left and right. And I said on the postgame show the other night, tomorrow night, St. Patrick's Day parade, or St. Patrick's Day party, the parades were over the weekend. That's my one of my favorite days at the United Center. It's just a lot of fun, a lot of different events, a lot of different promotions. They just put a cool twist on it. Anyway, I do think when the Hawks play against some better competition, it can help them. And this was something they were talking about in the national game. P.K. Subban was talking about the Boston Bruins trailing Detroit 2-0 on Saturday at home. And again, Boston's the best team in the league right now. Detroit probably missing the playoffs, sold at the deadline. But P.K. Subban was mentioning how it's tough for a team like Boston to get up, to get energized in every single game when they know they're going to the playoffs. I mean, they did just clinch it over the weekend. But even if it weren't clinched, it's it's pretty cut and dry. The Bruins are going to the playoffs. It's hard for them to stay energized, motivated in every single game. And this is something we kind of used to see with the Hawks during the dynasty run. And Patrick Sharp was telling Troy Murray about this, who relayed it on the radio broadcast the other day, that the Hawks knew they had a flip to switch, switch to flip, but they knew when to do it. And again, sometimes it's not intentional. It's, It's just the case. Now, What the Hawks, as of now, have going for them is they've got to get motivated for every game. They've got to bring their A game right out of the gate because they know if they don't, they can easily fall behind. They can easily fall behind a couple of goals, and that's deflating, and that's tough to play an entire hockey game that way. But they've been doing a great job of avoiding that for the most part. Another thing is I think these road trips are really helping this team start to gel together a little bit more because there's so many different players. There's so many different personalities. I was talking to Joey Anderson about this after practice today, and he was saying, yeah, I mean, you're, you're forced to go out with these guys. You're forced to go to dinner. You're forced to grab lunch. You're forced to spend time with your teammates, and you build a little camaraderie, and then it translates to the game, and it translates on the ice. And another point, which I've said a lot, is the fact that this roster is made up of a lot of guys who are trying to prove themselves. Whether it's with the Blackhawks, 
whether it's with another team, just basically trying to show their worth in the NHL. We're talking to Caleb Jones after the 7.30 news. He's an RFA after this year. He has found a great fit in this Hawks team, but I'm curious about what he's looking at past this year. And I know not everything is in his control. It's never always in the player's control. But what's he looking at for this upcoming offseason? I do want to ask him what has been working so well with Seth Jones. I want to ask him what Jonathan Taves' spirits are like. The latest we've heard about Jonathan Taves is he's still hanging around the rink. He's still hanging out with the team, but not quite sure when he will be back. Here's what Luke Richardson had to say. I saw him at the rink today. I didn't speak to him, but uh, you know, I mean, he's still in that uh, that same first step of just gym workout. So unfortunately, he hasn't progressed to the to the ice. Uh, we don't have a timeline on that. You know, we're kind of I'm leaving that up to the medical staff and Jonathan to figure out when he, he feels he's ready. And you know, he's been around long enough to know when he's able to uh, take that next step. Is there with about a little bit more than a month left? Is there a timeline where he probably has to get on the ice for it to be realistic for him? Uh, yeah, I don't know when that is, but I think, uh, you know, certainly at some point missing this amount of time. The good thing is that he is a veteran and he's played through a lot of stuff So over the years that he knows what it does take. So the, if he does come back and you see him on the ice, then that's a good thing because then he knows and he's probably close and able to uh, get back in. But he definitely, you know, would probably want and, and we'd also want him to have uh, some reps with the team just to get ready. Dave's last game with the Hawks was January 28th against the Edmonton Oilers, and also that's the last time that he and Patrick Kane played a game together. Odds are it'll be the last time they ever played a game together. I think if you're looking at a return for Taves, you're looking at after this break. I could be wrong. That's full speculation. I'm not quite sure when the next time we'll see Jonathan Taves is. I From the get-go, I had said that I feel like we haven't seen the last of him this year. Because again, when he was trying to return, he was on the ice. He was doing these workouts. He was trying to get back as quickly as he could. And even when he took the one game off on the Canadian road trip, he came back and played against Edmonton. And let's face it, Jonathan Taves is a free agent after this year. That uncertainty is still up in the air. That's going to be a lot of the conversation towards the end of this season and in the offseason, but I would think that Jonathan Taves would like to get back on the ice in a Blackhawk sweater at the United Center before the end of this year. Again, that's speculation. That's just what I would think from covering Taves over these last couple of years, because he's also just a very confident guy in terms of his what he's got left, and he's stayed pretty true to that for quite some time now. Some other roster updates that were talked about today. Cole Gutman's done for the year. That's rough to see. He was a great forward that they pulled up from Rockford, doing the right things, quickly got involved with the scoring, but just doing the things you want to see from anyone on this Hawks team, but most importantly, some of the young guys from Rockford. Bringing the good mindset, bringing the good hockey IQ, shoot-first mentality, helping out his teammates that way. Blackhawks do have Mike Hardman and Buddy Robinson now on the active roster. Luke Richardson talked about how they could help out against a tough, bigger, heavier team like the Boston Bruins tomorrow. Alex Stalock was back on the ice. That's great to see. He was unavailable the last two games on the road trip because of a stomach bug. Apparently just had a bad case of the you-know-what and couldn't 
be available for those last two games, but he was on the ice. He was better today. Seems like everything's good. And uh, Peter Mrazek took a puck to the neck, but he seemed to be okay. Luke Richardson said he saw him in the dressing room and didn't even hear about it, so everything should be okay there. We're going to talk to Caleb Jones after the news, and we've got some pizza to give away. Plenty more still here on Blackhawks Live. Steve Ruxton has your news. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Puck kicked ahead after the see has got a breakaway for the win. Over the Coyote line, down the slot, shoots! And down is Ingram with a butterfly save. Follow-up shot by Caleb Jones, who scores! Caleb Jones with a second goal of the year! And the Hawks get together and take the measure of the Coyotes here at the United Center. Overtime goal by Caleb Jones, the Hawks four, and the Coyotes three. One of the fun overtime wins for the Hawks this year. We've had a couple of those this season. I think the one that first comes to mind is the one against the Detroit Red Wings. Home opener for Max Domi. Domi had another game winner later on against the Calgary Flames. So there's, again, just more evidence of the Hawks staying competitive in some good games, especially at the United Center but also just staying competitive against some really good teams, whether it's on the road or at the UC. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. We're taking you up to 8 o'clock tonight as the Hawks will take on the Boston Bruins tomorrow night at the United Center. Again, it's the St. Patrick's Day event, so a whole bunch of fun going on at the UC. Should be one of the more fun nights over on Madison. Caleb Jones is our guest this week on Blackhawks Live. He joins us right now. Caleb, thanks a lot for the time. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Hey, uh, there was a, a big luncheon today. W- were you at that? Uh, yes, I was. Uh, yeah, it was a good event for sure. Uh, I, with the Blackhawks alumni there. I saw Troy Murray was recognized. Yes, he was. Uh, he got the uh, Blackhawk Player of the Year. Uh, it was a good honor. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a great guy and um, you know, he kind of and um, exemplifies what uh, you know what a Blackhawk should be. So um, it was awesome to see him get that. For sure. No, we know him well here over on the radio side, and uh, yeah, it's it's good to see everyone uh, knowing just how much Troy brings to the table each and every day. Hey, Caleb, for how competitive this team is day in and day out, and, and staying close in games for the majority of the season, no matter who you guys are playing. I mean, what's being said in the locker room before some of these games? I, I'm sure Luke Richardson isn't doing a miracle speech each and every game, but but what's being said? What's kind of the tempo in there before games? Um, you know, we we're just kind of going out and trying to focus on our team game and keep trying to get better every day. Um, you know, I think you know we have some still have some good leaders in there and guys that have been around, and um, you know, we just we play hard as a group. You know, I, I think we we gel really well and. Um, it's kind of been that way all year that we've just played hard and, um, you know, we've had a few comeback wins and, um, you know, we just, we have a really good group of guys that never quits and, and we're never out of a game. And, um, I think it shows in some of these comeback wins and, you know, we gotta get a little bit better about protecting leads, I think, but, um, you know, we have a really hardworking group that can compete with anyone. In terms of Luke Richardson and the coaching staff as a whole, I know everyone's pretty even keel, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. How much of a role does that play? Uh, it's huge. You know, I think Luke's um, done a good job this year, just being a good communicator and, um, you know, giving us certain uh, areas of our team game that we need to focus on and get better at every day. 
and you know the whole staff's kind of followed suit uh, behind them by you know just giving us advice and helping us work on our games and keep getting better and um, you know I think we've improved as a, a team for sure throughout the season and uh, areas that they wanted us to. You mentioned some of the leaders on that team. Jared Tenorti was wearing the A the other day, and it's just it's such a cool role that he's kind of taken on. Even though you know he's had a, a handful of speed bumps this year, but a, a real tough, you know what? Um, maybe the toughest on the team. What what have you learned from him? Yeah, um, you know he's he's a true pro. You know you look at his uh, you know his career, and he's had a lot of games, uh, a lot of professional games, and then he's kind of grinded through, and then been on a lot of different teams, but. Um, you know, he, he's one of those guys as a younger defenseman you can look up to that, um, you know, you keep putting the work in and you do things right and then you'll get rewarded in the end. And, and like you said, you know, he's that's kind of his game. He's a big physical, tough defenseman. Uh, you know, there's not too many guys that want to mess with him. And, um, you know, when he has something to say in the locker room, um, you know, us young guys will listen. And uh, it was great to see him get the A. he give you any uh, tips on tossing off the mitts at all? <laughs> no. Um yeah, I like to joke around with him sometimes, but he hasn't uh, really given me too many tips. I'm sure if I asked him, wanted, to show, wanted him to show me something, he would, though. <laughs> We're talking with Caleb Jones here on Blackhawks Live. This is the second year playing with your brother. I know you've been enjoying it. I, I know you've been able to get paired with him a lot more this year, too. How would you say your relationship with him has grown over the last two years? Um... I think, you know, we always had the relationship in the off season, um, you know, just living together and training together and uh, doing all that. And then obviously we'd go off to different places. I just think, um, you know, being around him during the season now, I've, I've been able to see, um, you know, kind of how he is in season and certain things he does, you know, away from the rink and, um, you know, just being able to hang out with him, uh, you know, whether it's at the rink or, or at home, you know, and eating some dinner or something like that. It's It's been really fun. And, um, you know, I just think uh, it's, it's definitely grown a little bit um, just being around each other, you know, pretty much all year now. So, um, you know, every once in a while I need to get, get away from a bit and <laughs> after after the rink every once in a while. But um, it's definitely fun to see him every day and go in and, and play hockey in, you know, in the NHL with him. What's something about Seth that would surprise most people, whether it's something you just learned over these last couple of years or something you've always known about him? Um, surprise people. Uh, he loves to cook. Really? I do that. Yeah, loves to cook. Um, likes to try different things out and new recipes. And um, yeah, he, he's gotten pretty good at it. I would say over the last couple of years. So that's one thing uh, he, he loves to do is cook. I was going to say, does he cook for you? Yeah, he has <laughs> cooked my dinner a bunch of times for me. That's that's cool. <laughs> uh, what's something about you that most people wouldn't know? Would you say? Um, I have a German Shepherd. Oh, that's right. Uh, hold on, whiskey, right? Yeah, whiskey. How's whiskey I doing? You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think you you told us last year. Did I? Yeah. How, how, how's yeah, how's he doing? He's doing great. He actually loves the snow when it when it snows outside. So he yeah he loves Chicago and. Um, you know, we live, I live in Lincoln Park, so uh, there's a lot of uh, little park areas and a lot of areas where dogs are running around, so he loves to run around and uh, have fun and uh, enjoy the city. Has the Jones family always been dog people, or is this something when you finally got out on your own, you were like, yeah, I'm getting a dog? Uh, we have not been dog people. Uh, we had, you know, we had, we're always traveling around for hockey, so we couldn't really have a dog because, you know, sometimes no one would be home, and uh, it would just be too hard to... Uh, kind of take care of one and we didn't want to just leave it at home all the time by itself so 
Uh, I decided to get it get him actually in um, August of 2020. Uh, so I went and got him as a puppy, um, and yeah, had him for uh, be going on three years here in July. So. Uh, it's been fun so far. That's very cool. Well, good for you and good for whiskey. Sounds like a match made in heaven right there. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of your family, I, I know your mom is such a, a big fan of both you and Seth. I was seeing a, a story from a couple of years ago that she, I don't know, does she still do this? Text you guys, like, shoot the puck when, when you get back to your phone in the locker room, whether it's in between the game or at the end of the game. Does she still do that? Yeah, uh, after the game, though, there might be a handful of text messages for sure. <laughs> Usually, we just we might read them or see them and then kind of just let them go. But uh, those text messages still come through. Is she a nervous watcher? Yes, for sure. Screaming at the TV and um, yeah, just if there's a mistake or anything. I've seen it firsthand. Obviously, when I've watched Seth play games, and I'm sure he's seen it if if he's ever watched me play a game with her. So. She gets really nervous and into it for sure. Your parents probably love that they can just watch one game now to watch both their kids, huh? Yeah, that's helped for sure too. Uh, instead of having to worry about me in Edmonton, him in Columbus, and uh, having you know have two full games of, of hockey that night, it's kind of nice to have it dialed onto one for them. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, we're talking with Caleb Jones. A few more here on Blackhawks Live. Hey, Caleb, what's it been like without Jonathan Taves as of late for this team? Uh, it's been tough. Um, you know, it's it kind of a weird time on that. Uh, we were on a road trip out there in Cali right before the deadline, and uh, that's kind of when the whole uh, Kane situation happened. And then, you know, we traded Laugh and, and McCabe. And um, it was a really weird time for the team. And, and then it was really nice to see him when we came back and, and to see his face and, and kind of uh, catch up and make sure that he's healthy and, um, you know, and making good positive steps. But, uh, it's been tough just from uh, his leadership uh, out there and, um, you know, just being kind of the face of the franchise and um, having that, that voice in the room has been tough to uh, to get through. But, um, you know, like I said, we've had a lot of guys step up and we've kind of had a leadership by committee uh, this year. And uh, hopefully he, he finds a way back on the ice soon because uh, we miss him for sure. Yeah, that's what uh, Luke Richardson has been saying. He's He's been showing his face in the locker room. Sounded like he was all jacked up about the 5 nothing win against Ottawa. So his spirits have been high, though, you would say? Yes, his spirits have definitely been high. He's uh, he's definitely been around and joking. And seems like it was old self, so it's been, it's been really good to see. That's good. That's good. Um, well, Caleb, this is your second year with the Hawks, and you know, coming over here I know was huge for you because you get to play with your brother. It's a new role. Um, kind of an elevated role, and that's only continued for you, and you're on a nice little run right now. Uh, do you think about next year with the end of this season kind of out on the horizon? Do you allow yourself to to think what you are interested in, in doing next season? Uh, not really. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a restricted, uh, restricted free agent after the year, but um, I've, that's one thing I've tried to focus on is, is focus on every day right now and then kind of keeping my uh, my mind narrowed in on, um, you know, just that day and what I need to do, whether it's a game day or a practice. And um, I think that's been paying off for me over the last couple months. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do here over the last, uh, you know, three, four weeks. I hear you. All right, Caleb. Well, last one. We'll end with this. We're giving away pizza in our next segment. I got to ask, how do you like your pizza? Oh, I'm a thin crust guy. Thin crust? What do you like on it? Thin crust Hawaiian. Hawaiian? Okay, so you're one of those pineapple guys. I am. I am one of those pineapple guys.
Hey, I, I am too. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just social media trying to make it look like we're in the wrong when we're really not. No, it's 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 really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb. Well, hey, thanks a lot for taking time out of your Monday night. Really appreciate it. And uh, keep everything up this year, and we'll we'll talk to you in a couple of days or so. Okay, thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Caleb Jones. We're giving away pizza in our next segment, and uh, we'll go with this question, and there's a reason why I ask it. What is Caleb Jones' career high for goals in one season? 312-981-7200. What is the career high for goals in a season for Caleb Jones, the defenseman Caleb Jones? And again, there's a reason why I bring up that specific number. 312-981-7200. You could win a Brew Pub Lots of Matzah Pizza coupon. Find your Brew Pub Lots of Matzah Pizza in the frozen section of your local retailer. We'll wrap up Blackhawks Live next. 720 WGN. 20 WGN. We're giving away Brew Pub Lots of Matzah Pizza coupons. Find Brew Pub Lots of Matzah Pizza in the frozen section of your local retailer. 312-981-7200. If you can call in and tell us the career high for goals for Caleb Jones give you a hint he did it last year how many goals did caleb jones score last year you get a free brew pub lots of matzo pizza coupon if you haven't tried it it is probably the best frozen pizza uh that i've had out there it's it's again chicago's full of fantastic pizza i get it there's a million great pizza spots not going to go down the line and rank them all that's for another show but uh, in terms of frozen brew pub lots of matzo Highly recommend it. Again, 312-981-7200. Tell us how many goals Caleb Jones scored last year. Uh, Jack Heinrich is our producer. He does everything behind the scenes. Jack, I didn't give you the recognition I wanted to last week when you were able to uh, show off your jack-of-all-trades, no pun intended, leaving the United Center, coming here, producing for us when we needed you. Um, But, you know, you're in the locker room every home game. Do, Do you get that sense with these guys not feeling... Too much of a weight of pressure on them, even though, you know, where they are in the standings right now? No, I don't think they have pressure. I think it's more, I mean, we haven't had that many home games since the trade deadline, so I haven't seen many of the new guys, but I think they're more just happy to be in a spot where they can play more and have a chance to show what they can do. Most of the time, like when they've, I mean, the majority of the time this year, the Hawks have lost, so they're obviously not happy that they've lost, but... Just talking to some of the young guys like Reichel and Gutman, you can tell um, they don't feel the pressure of, oh, like we're on a seven-game losing streak. They're just kind of like, oh, I'm in the NHL. I want to play my game and see what I can do and show that I belong here. You know, that was something else I, I wanted to get to earlier on in the show, but I didn't. And I, 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 again, I don't have a way to prove this, but I feel like Luke Richardson does a really good job of reminding these guys that they're in the NHL. And... I guess the the one way to prove it is a, a lot of the players that we've interviewed this year, I remember Max Domi saying this, I remember Tyler Johnson saying this, that they just don't take being in the NHL for granted. Yeah, no, they did. I remember that. No matter where they're at in the standings, no matter what the team's doing. And I think that's really good, not to switch gears, but I remember Joe Madden was big on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big reason why you know the Cubs would celebrate for 30 minutes after a win, a meaningless, not a meaningless, but a, a lowly regular season win, you know, even if it was against the Reds or something yeah. like that, they would go in their room and celebrate for 30 minutes. And I, I think that was Joe Madden's whole mentality, like dwell on something for 30 minutes and then move on. Celebrate something for 30 minutes and then move on. But I feel like that mindset is is kind of been a good recipe for the Hawks this year, too, in a totally different situation. Just trying to keep things even keel, keep things positive while 
you know, the wins and losses are not there. Right. And just seeing how he, they got veterans to buy in at the beginning of the year, even when they had those struggles and they do. I mean, they play the music loud when they win. So, I mean, <laughs> they celebrate. I think they won in St. Louis this year. And I remember seeing someone, I think it was Ben Pope tweeting that they're, they're loving this one or something. So they're enjoying it. I mean, the wins have been hard to come by recently, but like you were saying earlier, they've been competing and that's all you kind of want, right? If you're rooting for the quote unquote tank, you want them to be competitive and then, uh, they find a way to lose so they can go farther down the standings. But those players want to win. They're not, they're trying to make it hard on Kyle Davidson winning a bunch of games. Big game for your Wildcats on Thursday, huh? Yeah. Big one back in the tourney. You want to uh, speculate on that for the final few seconds we've got? Oh, I would love to speculate a lot, but uh, I mean, it'd be tough. I mean, Boise state's a good team in the mountain West. Um, they shoot really well, and that's kind of like similar to Penn State, who the Northwestern just played. But uh, they're going to get almost a week off, and they've had a lot of games together, and they don't have a long rotation. So it'll be good for them to get a little bit of a week off. I think uh, they'll be ready to go. It's just going to be if they can hit enough shots to move on. All right. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Mr. Cat. Dave Ennett will have that call. That's going to do it for Blackhawks Live this week. Big thanks to Caleb Jones. Big thanks to the Blackhawks. Big thanks to our producer, Jack Heinrich. Again, the Hawks next game tomorrow night against the Boston Bruins. 7.30 puck drop. 7 o'clock FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show right here on 720 WGN. If you can make it out to the UC, I highly recommend it. It's one of the funnest nights all season long. Steve Ruxton has your news next. After that, it's John Landecker. We'll talk to you tomorrow night when the Blackhawks host Boston. This has been Blackhawks Live.